The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say, let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, I sure hope we are. I really, really hope that today's show is a help to you. I get really happy when this guy comes on the show. He's a fabulous guest, and so I'm excited for you guys. So I want to welcome all the moms all across the country now. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we do encourage moms. We focus on your incredible value as a mother. Because the fact is you're the ones raising that next generation with dads too, but uh, moms are super important. So here's a question. How can our 2020 be rescued? Our strained relationships, our job stresses, our faith. Today we've got answers from Dr. Emerson Egerich, the famed author of Love and Respect. He's going to have tips to rescue your struggling relationships and help you find God's will in these times by sharing wisdom from his book, The Four Wills of God. So stay tuned. I'm so excited about this. For our friend, Dr. E, right here on Channel Mom, coming up right after a few words from our sponsors. Moms, do you need some help homeschooling your children this fall? Register now for a homeschool outdoor education day at Idrahaji, a great Christian camp just an hour from Denver. Whether your kids are in kindergarten or 12th grade, they'll love Idrahaji's biblically-based hands-on curriculum. Programs range from horsemanship and survival skills to climbing, archery, and more. Idrahaji is implementing COVID prevention best practices. Select dates are available now through the end of October. Register today at idrahaji.org. That's I-D-R-A-H-A-J-E.org. I want to tell you about a company I've personally trusted with work in my home. When another company told us we had to get a new furnace, we called Premier Mechanical, and they fixed our old furnace for much less than the cost of a new one. Premier is a licensed, insured air conditioning and heating service provider for the greater Denver area. They service, repair, and replace ACs, furnaces, boilers, swamp coolers, and more. They use upfront pricing so you know what it's going to cost before they begin. Read their reviews by Googling Premier Mechanical Denver or visit their website at claimyourcomfort.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to the show. I want to welcome our friends in Omaha, Little Rock, Kansas, Colorado Springs now as well, Alabama, uh, Idaho too, and... uh, Right here in the greater Denver area. So glad to have you on board. A couple of quick announcements. Number one, do check out Idrahaji. They're just a couple of miles down the road from my house. Beautiful, beautiful camp. And maybe it's just the little break you need 
from your homeschooling and and they'll get educated and do some things to enhance their homeschooling but it's a way to get away so check them out at idrahaji.org a wonderful place with wonderful people working there they'll really be a help to your kids also um i want to remind you that we have this new way for you to support us. If you listen to us and you think, I don't know what I would do without Channel Mom. (laughs) I really like the show. It helps me and encourages me or some of our outreaches that we do to help moms in all kinds of places, including coming out of homeless shelters and in prisons. Uh, We'd be honored if you become a partner, even just for $10 a month. So I'm going to tell you a way that you can give to us. Um, It's a quick little thing. You just text this number if you're ready. Text this number. 800-329-6101. That's 800-329-6101. And uh, you text the word mom to that number. 800-329-6101. And I know these are hard times. And I know, you know, money is tight. So I'd be honored by however you can support us. You can support us through prayer as well. So I'd be grateful to you for that. Okay. So I am super excited about our guest, as you can tell. Um, We've been talking about how we address the problems of 2020 and uh you know it's just it's not been the best year it's been a year of loss and pain and hardship and death and division and hatred and anger between americans within families in marriages and friendships so i want to get some insights about how to face this tough stuff in a better way god's way if you will Dr. Egrich is going to help us with this, but let me just begin by saying I see a lot of pride and self-righteousness right now, and I want to ask him about that. Many people think that they've got the best view on whatever's unfolding, whether it's COVID or mask wearing or who should be president or who should we be protesting, uh, all of it. There's a lot of unwillingness to just humble ourselves and, and have grace for each other and forgive each other, no matter what our views are. And, and, and truly think that would be God's best for us. Even though I know we have to stand up for what's right, I think that would be God's best. I know Dr. E is going to have some answers both about that and about how to handle our very stressed out relationships in these times. Um, I'm going to get to him in just a second, but I picked a song to go with the day. You know how I do this. I pick soundtracks for our shows. Here it is. Every anxious thought that steals my breath It's a heavy weight Upon my chest As I lie awake and wonder What the future will hold Help me to remember That you're in control You're my courage when I worry In the dead of night You're my strength Cause I'm not strong enough To win this fight Stuff. That uh, song really goes with what we're going to talk about today. I do do want to remind you that uh, Dr. Emerson Egerich is the author of the best, uh, not best, New York Times best seller, Love and Respect. He and his wife, Sarah, present the principles from Love and Respect all over the country. Uh, he's even addressed groups from the NFL, the NBA, the PGA, and Navy SEALs. Uh, he's the real deal. He has great advice. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Egerich. Thank you, Jenny. Looking forward to this, and uh, it's happening right now. Yeah, yes, it is. All right, you're going to mostly have the floor. I know I talk a lot, but uh, I really want you to get it all out. So, so let's talk first about we're, what we're facing in 2020 and, and some of the things I said kind of in the intro about all the pride, all the anger, all the division. In the four wheels of God, you say sometimes when stuff is awful and stuff is crazy and we can't understand what's going on, we have to go to, to a couple of your principles. You, you talk about four wheels of God. 
about, and you can review those if you'd like. But two of the ones I want to touch on today in regard to what's going on is submitting to other people, to authority, to God, first and foremost, and um, also being grateful no matter what's going on around us. So go ahead with that. Well, you referenced the book, The Four Wills of God, and many, many years ago, I was so blessed when I realized in Scripture there are four passages that say this is the will of God and identify it with a specific behavior. I mean, most of us know First Thessalonians 5.18, and everything give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's one of the three. Now, we know there's more to God's will than those four passages, but it, it blessed me to realize, you know what? I, I, I sometimes, am I in God's will or not? Well, one thing I could do is just start giving thanks from my heart, and I certainly am doing His will. And that, that just really has refreshed me. It's, it certainly has affected Sarah, who's had double mastectomy. She's been at death's door a couple times. And uh, my son, David, said, Mom, how are you doing? She said, David, I've given thanks all my life. And I'll continue to give thanks. I don't understand everything, but I, I enjoy giving thanks. It's a sacrifice of praise. It's not easy, but it's the will of God for me. And uh, Sarah's been a tremendous example to me on applying First Thessalonians 5.18. And most of us, though, don't know that there are these four passages. The one you referenced, First Peter 2, verses 13 through 15, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to a king as the one in authority, or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. And here it is, for such is the will of God, that by doing right you may silence the ignorance of foolish men. And I take that to mean that we submit in doing what's right, in particular to those who are authorities. And so to your question, how do we move forward when we have so many authorities saying different things? Uh, what should we do in these situations? And that's a that's an excellent question. But let me stop there. I mean, am I scratching where you're itching on this? <laughs> well said. Yes. I, I, I just know in, in talking to other moms when I go on walks or hikes with my friends that, that there are very differing views and a lot of anger bubbling up about the differences in views over all the stuff our country's going through, over, over COVID, uh, the, you know, what m most people call a pandemic, um, over the political divide and different politicians that people love or hate. Um, and, and frankly, over the racial divide. And, and I think we kind of stand up and we rise up in our views and we think, but I'm right and this is wrong. And, I, and, and, and you know, you, there's something wrong with you. You know what I mean? We, we're rising up in that and we have self-righteousness and we have pride and we have anger and division. And I think in your little book, you might say, oh, we got to look at this submission thing to each other and to God in all of these circumstances. Well, and I think Romans 14 certainly captures something. I mean, we need to remember that the Jews were the ones who had received God's revelation, and then suddenly one day they're told the Gentiles are not going to be included. And uh, in Romans 14, uh, you may remember Paul said, stop passing judgment on one another with contempt. One uh, worships on this day, another worships on that day. What, what's that meaning? Well, the Jews worshiped on Friday night, right, the Sabbath, but mm -hmm. the Gentiles wanted to worship on Sunday the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They weren't Jews. They wanted, they wanted to celebrate on the resurrection Sunday, which we as Gentiles do, and that's why we go to church on Sunday. Let me just say to you, that was a war in the making. Yeah. Who, who's right on that? Then Paul said, hey, some can eat meat, some can't. And we all know the Jews who were in kosher kitchens couldn't have ham sandwiches. They didn't eat hot dogs. And so now they're suddenly told, you know, you're free to eat whatever you want. But there were others out there, the Jewish communities, their conscience wouldn't let them. 
And Paul said, look, first and foremost, remain true to your convictions and your conscience. But here's the deal. How are you going to then respond to others who may have a different conviction and a different conscience? Yes, 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 yes. And he is saying, one thing's for sure, whoever's right, that's an issue in and of itself to determine. But first and foremost, are you showing contempt to your brother with contempt? And at the point at which Emerson Egridge starts showing Jenny contempt, I start judging you with contempt. I may be right on the issue, but I'm wrong. I'm quenching the spirit. So one of the things I coach myself on is, whatever I'm going to say here, do I have a judgmental spirit? Do I have contempt toward this person? And that, I think, is the first and foremost thing Paul was concerned about, is back off. If you have that kind of judgmentalism and contempt, you're not going to carry the truth. Truth will carry its own weight, but what you'll end up doing is undermining the conviction that you have with your judgmental and contemptuous spirit. Does that make sense? Of course it does. I, and, and for the mom or the dad listening today that thinks, but, but, but how do I deal with my family member when we have two totally different political views? Or, or, or how do I tell my kids that we have to trust God uh, when it comes to COVID? Like, how do we model submission and gratitude in these times for our children and to each other? Well, to that point, we model it. I mean, at the point at which I'm exploding with an outburst of anger, Galatians 5 said, that's an evidence of my flesh. I mean, these are deep issues that we feel. There is no question these are issues of the conscience and issues of conviction. And that's why people become so riled, particularly when we feel like we're being backed in the corner. We know we're right, but we can't explain it. And they're pointing the finger at us. And this is where it gets ugly, and understandably so. In some cases, you know, we have to conclude maybe, you know, we are not really in a position to talk about this, and we just need to kind of drop it. But nonetheless, modeling. If I am, you know, we talk in marriage, if (laughs) I can be right but wrong at the top of my voice. You know, when Sarah and I have heated fellowship, and we've been married since 1973, we've been 47 years. Congratulations. uh, When I'm... I, I can be right but wrong at the top of my voice. I'll repeat that. And what I'm doing at that point is not modeling at all, and I'm actually undermining the very truth. So one of the things I try to say to myself is this is a moment for me to learn how to be uh, a more dignified individual, that I'm modeling these things, because if I don't, no one's going to hear me. It doesn't mean if I do model that that they'll hear me, but I have to be the person God calls me to be in this situation. I don't compromise, but I don't show contempt with a judgmental spirit. And I think those who are out there, they're going to look at people rejecting their position. No, they're not rejecting your position. They're rejecting your person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and right. But that's wrong. I mean, they, they can reject your position. I don't want to be dogmatic, but sometimes we think they're rejecting our position when the truth is they're rejecting our person. Right. But, 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 but that's not the right way around, right? We don't want to reject each other as people. We want to reject, we want to understand that it's just issues, not people, right? Am I incorrect in that? Well, no, absolutely. There has to be a willingness to address the issue without attacking the person. Yeah, and this right. is always a sign of maturity. This is why uh, it's so frustrating to so many people because there's so much information, so many things that people feel so strongly about. And, you know, we fear our child let's get, getting COVID. And somebody else said, we don't need to fear. You know, our children are going to be fine. They're not the ones dying. Okay, now who's right? Mm-hmm. Well, yes. I mean, you, you <laughs> could. And, and so what we have to do is back off a little bit and, and, and not end up resenting and being bitter toward people. If we're becoming so bitter and angry, we need to step back and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what? The issue that I'm feeling convicted about, I may be right on that. 
But if I'm coming across in a way that's unchristlike, then what's wrong with this picture? Yeah, I am confident, confident that God does not want us to put our politics and our opinions before the love of God and that we must first operate in that and what he, how he operates before we make politics our religion or our varying opinions our religion. And that has caused a huge divide in this country when people choose those things over what God is and, and wants. Okay, well, so... Yeah, everybody I, has a frame of reference... And so part of the challenge is to mutually understand one another. I mean, we talk about social justice or anything. Everyone is thinking of something when they're addressing that. And part of the problem is if we're thinking over here and they're thinking over there, there's a huge misunderstanding. So one of the challenges always is to listen, to try to understand what the other person is saying. And uh, hopefully they'll try to understand what we're saying. Sometimes these things flare up because we're not on the same page. And a wise person has to really say, help me understand exactly what your frame of reference is. Serve me here. Help me understand, because I know you would die for Jesus Christ. I know that. But right now you and I are in conflict here, and we don't like each other. But before we conclude that you're not likable, maybe I'm not hearing you correctly. I want to sit here and listen to you. Help me understand. Hum- humility has to come into it. All right. We're going to get to the thing that you're the, the biggest expert on, and that's the love relationship thing. I know that marriages are strained. I, I know that family relationships are strained. Um, but I want you to, to kind of talk about 2020 has kind of been a romance buzzkill. People have had to, to cancel their weddings. You know, they've, they've turned away from their marriage, uh, marriages and their marriage vows because of all the stress they're under. So, so what would you recommend in this year and, and how people can... Can, can kind of right the ship in this case when it comes to their marriages and their love relationships? Well, I think, you know, some of us have these first world problems, and I think it's a wake-up call for many of us. I, I did a thing, uh, 1 Corinthians 7 is the longest and most detailed and practical, um, you know, 40 verses on marriage in the New Testament. Everybody quotes 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, but that's not about marriage. That's about the application of mm-hmm. spiritual gifts. Paul talked about marriage in 1 Corinthians 7. And at the end of that passage, in verse 26, actually, he says uh, there was this present distress. And he doesn't tell us what that present distress was. Most conclude for about 10 years there was a worldwide famine that put the Roman and Greek cultures in a threatening situation, not only because the food supply was almost gone, but people feared that the worst was yet to come. And it was a serious, serious distress. And I thought, this is exactly what we're experiencing, a worldwide pandemic that's creating a present distress. Right. The question then is, how do we respond to a present distress? There's nothing new under the sun. And my grandfather, part of our family folklore, he was 29. I never knew him. In 1918, he died in that Spanish flu, that worldwide. It killed 50 to 100 million people. This was always part of our family. My grandfather died of that flu. He was dead within days. So this was a very serious issue, and when this pandemic happened, I thought, you know, we could be entering the same kind of present distress, and it's going to be worldwide, and millions and millions of people are going to die. So I've taken this very seriously. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, well, how do we as couples then in our confinement in these situations, how do we deal with this? The beautiful thing, nine times in First Corinthians 7, Paul says you're called. He's telling husbands and wives, God called you. God called you. God called you. You have a call in your life. You know, I ask people, Jenny, do you believe that God joined you together and has a purpose for you? And almost everybody says yes, but we lose sight of that when these circumstances go south. And one of my roles has been 
let's revisit God's call. Your confinement isn't going to undermine that call. Paul said the Word of God is not imprisoned, and even Paul's imprisonment to the Philippians, he said, has, has led to the advancement of the gospel. And I want to say to your listeners who know Christ, you need to revisit this. Your confinement is not going to in any way restrict God's call in your life. The question now is, are you going to embrace that call, or are you going to shake your fist at heaven, or are you going to say, Lord, help me here. I need encouragement. You have called me, but I don't know how in the world that call is going to manifest itself when I'm confined to these four walls. Mm-hmm. And and also struggling with money and, and fighting with your kids and just the stresses of this time. So so what's your big, we've got three minutes for you to give this, but what's your big, maybe four, but we, we I just want you to get to, for the couple, the, for the mom that is struggling relating to her children and relating to her husband, what would you say? Like, what is the thing she can do to, to correct it? Well, it has to come back down to this modeling again. And Sarah and I, you know, we'd have been great parents had it not been for our kids. <laughs> right. You know? And yeah. so one of the points we make is my response is my responsibility. My response is my responsibility. And I had my Ph.D. and my dissertation was on strong fathering. And there were times Sarah said, what are we supposed to do? And I said, I don't know. She said, you're the expert. (laughs) And I said, you know, kids don't always abide by the principles, particularly if you have three boys under 10. So the challenge for us is to not, you know, grow weary. We stay the course. It's worthy. This effort is worthy. But I can't come to a point where I blame my children for my outbursts. My response is my responsibility. My kids didn't cause me to be the way I am. They revealed the way I am. And once I locked into that, I stopped blaming them. There were moments, obviously, but I realized I needed to be the adult here. And I think this is a moment in our culture for us all to step back. Who's the mature one here? Who's really the one who's got the maturity? And if you, in fact, are this mature one who just plods through this, you're loving, you're respectful, you're frustrated, but you don't lose it, you're going to make an impact on your children, and you're going to look back on this, realizing this was an unprecedented moment, that your kids saw the real deal. You had the disease, so to speak, spiritually, and when you sneezed, you were contagious. And they will, at a certain point, love Jesus Christ and look back. My mom was the real deal, and I love Jesus Christ today because I saw what she went through. And the older I get, the more I appreciate who she was, how she conducted herself, and I'm telling you, I'm following Jesus Christ because of my mother and what I saw in her life in 2020. Well, when you love Jesus, you love his principles. And so, and that's what we've been talking about the whole show, is that if you really love Jesus, if you really love God, you're going to be able to be humble. You're going to be able to reject thinking and, and saying out loud, my opinion is always the best, <laughs> and, and rising up in pride and rising up in self-righteousness, even in your marriage. And you talk about that. The woman is called to, uh, well, you, you say it can go both ways, but the woman just has to choose to respect, and the, and the husband really has to choose to love his wife as, as himself. And Right? I got that right, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, because when we are frustrated, our default mode is for us as men to react in ways that feel unloving to our wives. Yeah. And we just, you know, we end up hurting her. She doesn't default to an unloving reaction. Most men don't feel that she's unloving, but he does feel that she doesn't like him or respect him. Right. And so we get in that crazy cycle. Without love, she reacts without respect. Without respect, he reacts without love, and it starts spinning. And that's what we're going through in this quarantine time. And somebody's got to move first to be the mature one to stop this craziness. Otherwise, we invest all of our time and energy into our children, and then we divorce 20 years later. What a gift. Yeah. What a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you tell people how to find you, how to find the four wills of God, how to find well, maybe you? maybe after they've listened to me, I don't want them to find me. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but they can go to loveandrespect.com, L-O-V-E-A-N-D-R-E-S-P-E-C-T.com. And we have a free 15-day plan there that uh, tens of thousands of people have signed up for. It's my gift to you. And how to seven emails you'll receive on how you can kind of manage during this time. I'd love for each mother out there in particular to just go through this. Your husband doesn't have to go through this. This is for the individual. And I would welcome you. And then you can ask questions. Hey, Emerson, this isn't working. Am I crazy or are you crazy, Emerson? Oh, that's awesome. So they, so they can go get that right now, this 15? 15- oh, absolutely. It'll okay. pop up. It'll irritate them. The pop-up <laughs> will irritate them. Okay, so, so tell them again how to go find that study to, to, how, to how to get through this time. Yeah, loveandrespect.com. Go to that, and you'll have a pop-up that'll call a 15-day plan. Okay, awesome. That's good for you. That's a, I'm going to go do that. That's a fabulous idea. I'm gonna make... well, your husband called me and asked if I would introduce this. <laughs> because of what he's suffering through? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not going to say anything, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Sarah is a patient woman. She uh, is. Okay. Hey, thank you so much for being on Channel Mom. It's been a pleasure. We'll have you back. You know we will. And, and God bless you. Take care. And, yeah. Keep up the good work, Jenny. Thank Thank you you for your ministry to these mothers who are wonderful, wonderful. Don't quit, ladies. Sarah many times wanted to quit and said, the cause is worthy. The goal is worthy. It is worthy. It is. And they need to be reminded that it is. So thank you for saying that. All right. God bless. Thanks for being on Channel Mom today. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it kind of just kind of gave you a little bit of a reset. Like, how do I take a breath and get through this year and model for my children and choose to get along and choose to forgive and choose to submit? I mean, it's tough stuff, but my guess is you'll be happier if you can get to that place of all that I just mentioned. All right. I want to remind you that we can help you at channelmom.com. We have all of our outreaches there. We have ways that you can help us. If you feel called to help us, we'd be honored by that, but you can volunteer. You can uh, be a part of one of our outreaches, either volunteering or receiving our services. We'd love that. And this is the time in the show where I thank you. Thank you for the enormous sacrifice, the love you give, the service you give to your children. You are making an impact on our future by raising your babies well. So God bless you for that. Follow us all over social media at Channel Mom. God bless you guys. Have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio. And if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.